Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church where you're going to church with the whole world. Man, I just love that. Do you know, it's just important for you to know this. Right now, Impact Cyber Church is being broadcast and participated in in every single country in the world. And you know something? This, this is a new day. You, you know, uh, you're not in the same building with other believers around the world, but you're going to church with believers all over the world because people all over the world are hungry for God and they're sick of religion. They're hungry to connect with God and for it to be something real and something that they can be passionate about, something that changes their life and changes how they feel about life and about themselves and about the people around them. And you know something? There's people like that all over the world. Just hard. It's just hard to get them all together in one building. But I'll tell you what, today uh, we're going to be taking a journey. We're going to be talking about something today. That I'm telling you something is so powerful. And you know, I, I try not to get real spiritual about this stuff. But, you know, honestly, just a couple of days ago, I had no idea where I was going to be going with the new series that I would be beginning. And I'm telling you, I was just praying and seeking God one day, and it exploded inside of me. And I'm going to take you on a journey. Uh, and, and this, you know, I don't even know uh, what I want to call this. But today I'm going to talk to you about making emotional connections. Or you might say making emotions or making connections that you can feel. Now, we're living in a time when people are having incredible difficulty making true connections with other people. And, you know, whether we like to admit this or not, the same challenges that we have in relating to other people are the exact same challenges that we have in relating to God because a relationship is a relationship, is a relationship, whether it's with God, who you can't see, or with people who you can see. It's still all functioning around the same factors. And yes, it's easier to some degree to talk to people than it is to talk to God or connect with God because we can see them. Uh, but honestly, and remember, I'm not basing this on just theory. I'm not even basing this just on my experience, even though I got, I've got 45 years of ministerial experience in counseling with people. And I can't tell you how many thousands of people over the years have told me that, you know, that, that they're trusting that God hears them. They're trusting that they're saved, but they don't have any experience of it. They don't have any, any, they don't have the feelings and the connections. But here's what I, here's what I discover when I dive a little bit deeper. I find that those people have the same problems in their marriage. They have the same problem relating to their siblings, to their parents, to the kids, or to, or, or you know, or just, just to the friends in general. And we're living in, they remember the day that we are living in right now, Jesus said one of the earmarks of this time was that love would grow cold and it would happen because of the rise of iniquity and the hardening of people's hearts. Now, when the Bible talks about love, 
in general, you know, there's several different kinds of love. But uh, there is a love that comes out of the quality of who you are, the quality of your character, the way you treat people, the way you choose to treat people, the way, you, you know, when you want to make people feel valuable and when you want to make people uh, feel worthwhile or worth something. And, and there's that kind of love that comes out of who you are as a person. But the kind of love that we need, I mean, we need that. That, that needs to be our essential character. We need to be people who have value for God we have value for ourselves and we have value for other people because more than anything else, the agape love that the New Testament talks about is about having value. But even having that kind of love doesn't take us very far if we're incapable of connecting emotionally to others, connecting emotionally to God, connecting emotionally to our spouse, connecting people uh, to people and to God in a way that it is an ex internal experience that, that gives testimony, if you will, to the reality of the relationship, to the reality of what you have in that friendship, to the reality of what you have with God. You know, uh, you know, back several years ago, Brenda and I, actually about 12 years ago, I guess, no, actually, mm, mm, yeah, about 12 years ago, you know, we were in a really bad automobile accident. You've heard me talk about it before. We, did, we had a 65-mile-an-hour head-on accident. I'm telling you, it busted me up, and, and, and I, I had, you know, I had uh, 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 torn ligaments in various places in my body, you know, had a ruptured disc, did internal damage that we never fully figured out totally what, uh, you know, what, ca what, what caused it or, or exactly, excuse me, uh, exactly what organs were involved. I just had all kinds of problems, had these mystery infections that we couldn't uh, correct. And I had brainstem compression and I actually, actually went blind twice. Well, in, in the, in the midst of that, uh, the insurance companies were fighting over who was going to pay for my treatment. So, you know, I had personal health insurance. I had automobile insurance. The guy that hit me had automobile insurance. And of course, he had already admitted on the side of the road that it was his fault that he just didn't look. And, uh, and, and no one would treat me because the insurance companies hadn't decided who was going to, who was going to pay for it. So, man, I spent months in incredible pain. I'm talking, I'm talking pain where you couldn't sleep. I'm, you know, like this, the ligament, the ligament in this shoulder was torn. The ligament in this shoulder was stressed. The ligament in my left knee, uh, was, was torn and uh, had a ruptured disc in my back. And so, and, and I had, I had actually popped a couple of ribs out and, you know, those sorts of things. So, you know, I, I'd lay on my, Side. So, if, so, so if I go to sleep on my side, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and man, that would be hurting so bad it would wake me up. So, you know, I might roll over and lay flat on my back. Well, about 15 or 20 minutes on my back. And, it, you know, I wouldn't come completely awake, but I'd wake up enough that I realized I had to move. So I'd roll over on my other side. Then uh, 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 the weight on this knee would, you know, about 15 or 20 minutes. So, so I, I went for months that I never went more than 45 minutes at a time able to sleep. And usually just waking up intermittently about every 15, 20 minutes with, with pain. I mean, serious pain. 
Well, you know, when you begin to lose sleep, you it changes you emotionally. It has a, a dramatic effect on you. And uh, so, so I'm dealing with pain. I'm dealing with stress. I'm dealing with financial stress uh, because of how this was affecting my ability to work and to do the things that I do. And, uh, you know, during that time, and this was the same time that Brenda was dealing with incredibly serious menopausal problems. During that time, the two of us having been passionately crazy, connected, and in love, uh, you know, for years and years and years and years and years, honestly, neither one of us during that time were really feeling love from the other person. And it had nothing to do with whether or not love was there. It had to do with our capacity to experience it. If you have enough physical pain, if you have enough emotional pain, if you know, if you have enough distraction in your life, it gets harder and harder and harder to be alive to and experience the connection that you can have with people. Well, we're living in a day when people aren't making connections. We're living in a day where people feel incredibly lonely and isolated. You know, years ago, and I don't know if this is still true, but I remember, oh, 20 years ago or longer, you know, research was done that people would go to shopping malls and walk around shopping malls just so they could have contact with other people. Even, even that far back, people were struggling deeply uh, with, with loneliness and with feelings of isolation. As a matter of fact, so much immorality, drugs, even, even the rise of gang membership emerges from people who don't feel connected to other people. And so, you know, the Bible says that God said this, you know, and God's always right. You, you may think you're right and God's not, but I've got news for you. Uh, when there's a struggle between who's right, you know, me or God, so far he's won every time. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you'll pay attention, you realize he's always right. And he's right for your good. He's not right just to be right. He wants you to know what to make life work for you. But, uh, you know, God himself said it's not good for man to be alone. Well, you know, I don't know what that word be is in the Hebrew language. I'll do some research on it. But I can tell you this. It's not just about being alone. It's about feeling alone. When we don't feel connected to people, we are alone. And, and, and we then just try to do something to create those uh, those connections, even even when we can't feel them, and, and people will, they'll join gangs. They will they will have all kinds of illicit sex. They will do, you know, they'll drink, they'll do drugs, they'll do whatever they can do to try to synthesize some sense of having a good time. But at the end of the day, they sober up, they get through having sex, they get, you know, they join the gang. At the end of the day, they're still empty. They're still lonely. They're still disconnected to the world around them. I want to tell you something. Our normal, in our normal process of, of growing as individuals, there, there's three phases that are incredibly, incredibly important. And that is identity, self-image, and self-worth. And, you know, I don't have time to go into all of this now. You can check out my, my you know, my material on identity, self-image, and self-worth uh, because I've got some powerful, powerful teaching on this. But I want you to understand something. In developing our self-image, 
much of that comes from our ability to connect with other people. And, and so, when, and, and by the way, it's not just about joining the gang or joining the club or being around people and hanging out. Because remember, the greatest loneliness there is is not being alone. The greatest loneliness there is is to be with people and still feel alone. It's really interesting. The, the primary word that the Bible has uh, uh, describing our relationship with God is to know God. Now, for us, that word know just means, you know, to meet somebody. Hey, shook hands. With, hey, my name's Jim. You're, and you're like, hey, my name's Bob. We shake hands. And then we walk away. Somebody says, do you know Bob? Yeah, I know Bob. No, you don't know Bob. You just shook hands with Bob. Even if you hung out with Bob, don't mean you know Bob. Because when the Bible talks about knowing God, it's not talking about whether or not you met God. It's not talking about, you know, people are like, well, I'm saved. You know, if, if you were to ask the average Christian that knew God, like, I'm saved. And they'd, they'd get all defensive about, about the fact that they're saved. Well, just because you're saved doesn't mean you know Jesus. Because that word know has to do with experiencing something. It has to do, it has to do with getting beyond just the information that you intellectually know about that other person and having what we used to call in the old days a heartfelt connection, something you felt that made a, an incredible difference in your life. And so, you know, all I want to do with you this month is I want to take you on a journey where, where you're, you're connecting to people and to God. And, I, and I'll tell you, as always, you know, everything I teach here points you in a direction, first of all, getting your heart healed, number two, of knowing and experiencing the love of God, and, and building meaningful relationships with God and with people around you. That's what I want for you. Now, let me mention something to you. And, you know, I, I've never get many complaints about this, but not too long ago, you know, I, uh, somebody contacted me and said, I get distracted because you, you every now and then you have advertisements or you mention other things. Well, you know, I apologize for that, but you know something? Uh, we're trying to bring you something more than just a, a broadcast here. We're trying to create all kinds of ways for you to connect, not only to us, but also to other people. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't downloaded our free mobile app, I want you to do so. No charge for it. Every single day, you will receive what I call daily inspirations. You will receive special material that other people don't receive. And you will actually stay on top of everything that's going to be going on ministry-wise. And like I say, and all the tools and resources that I pop out there to give you for free. So, I'm, so you know, this interruption is so that you are aware of resources that you can get. And I also want to mention on March the 28th, which is, excuse me, April the 28th, which is the last Saturday in April, we're going to be having a seminar that you can get online or you can come to Huntsville for. And we're going to be, we're going to be talking about the, the love language of God. And we're going to introduce you to concept of studying God's word in the language that he actually spoke and seeing things that you cannot see. Uh, just from reading uh, the scripture as it's written in most translations of the Bible. So I'll be sending you some information. If you'll watch for it. You, if you're on our email list, you'll get that. If you've got our mobile app, you'll get that. But I'm telling you something, this is going to be a one-day training program that I promise you, if you're a serious student of the Bible, it is going to be absolutely life-changing. Now, 
there are, uh, back to what we're talking about, there are many, many reasons why people are able to connect with each other. Obviously, you know, when you share a common interest with somebody, maybe this person likes football, this person likes football. And so, you know, you have something to talk about. You have some communication. But I want you to know that sharing a common interest doesn't mean that you create an emotional connection. It just means there is an exchange of information, and that is valuable. I am not at all putting that down. It is incredibly valuable for you to just share your ideas with people, talk things through, have conversations with people, you know, laugh and have fun with people. Everything doesn't have to be deep and serious. I tell you, God, you know, God wants us to uh, live life as if every day is a uh, party and every meal is a banquet because that's how it's supposed to be for the righteous. We're supposed to be in a constant state of celebrating life because, because we're enjoying life and we're enjoying God. We're enjoying our friends. So, so, you know, common interest will take you so far. And then, of course, the sharing of similar ideas. But, you know, there's an interesting saying. I think it emerged out of the Middle East. It says, you know, the friend of my friend is my, is my friend, and the enemy of my friend is my enemy. You know, it's really interesting. The world we live in is so divisive and, and golly, such chaotic times. It's amazing how many people will bond around a common enemy. Even, even if they don't know the enemy, even if the enemy hasn't done anything to them. You know, you look at the political arena right now, and it's amazing at the people who hate the party that they're not voting for and uh, how that many times they have no idea what that person stands for. They have no idea what their agendas are. They have no idea what their political positions are. They just hate that party because the group that they're a part of hates that party. I'm telling you, this is, you know, this is foolishness gone wild. And so many times we create connections around people just because we hate somebody. But that doesn't mean that we're experiencing a connection with the person. In other words, you hate somebody, I hate somebody. So we both are passionate about hating the same person, but that does not mean you and I have a connection. And so... So, you know, and actually sometimes we share similar hurts with people. And, and, you know, sometimes people who have similar hurts can be a real comfort to people only if one of those people has l enjoyed victory and is coming out of those hurts. You know, because I've written so many books and I've influenced a lot of people to write, people always contact me about wanting to write a book. And here's the amazing thing. Some of the people that contact me about wanting to write a book have not really come to the place of victory about their personal issue that they want to write about. And, you know, that's sort of like having a friend. So, and let, me, let me back up. This means that people who read this book are people who are fighting the same battle that you're fighting. So if me and you are fighting the same battle, if we're fighting the same struggle and we bond, we connect over around this problem and, and we realize, man, you can be sympathetic to my pain. You can understand my pain. And, you know, how many times have young teenagers gotten into horrible relationships or even adults got into horrible relationships and the, and the, the whole basis for the relationship was, oh, oh, she really understands me. She understands what I'm going through. Well, you got to realize if we share the same pain, but neither one of us have gained victory over the pain or the problem, then all we're going to do is become codependent enablers. And in fact, not only will we probably take people deeper and deeper 
into their pain. But if we do make some kind of a connection with that person, we're not going to want them to have victory because if they have victory, we lose our connection with them because all we got with them is the pain that we share. And I'm telling you, it's amazing how many people bond or try to build relationships over having the same bad experiences in life and the same pain. Well, I'll tell you something. At the end of the day, at the end of the process, the one thing that makes us feel connected to someone is how much we value them. Now, that, that sounds really simple at first, but it even gets down to God. Our capacity to emotionally connect with other people or with God gets down to do we both value one another? Now, regardless of what we have in common, both people have to have value one for the other or else the connection will never be created and instead of it becoming something positive and healthy and life-giving, it's going to become something hurtful and possibly codependent and destructive. See, what we, what we fail to see is, is the same thing that makes us incapable of connecting to people is the same thing that makes us incapable of connecting to God. So, you know, here's the thing about the Bible. If you discover the truth within God's Word. I'm not just saying the ability to quote a scripture and go, oh, I'm going to do the right thing. This is truth. I'm gonna, well, you know, truth goes way beyond just doing what the Bible says. Truth goes into having the same motives that, that God had whenever He spoke His Word. Truth goes into, into applying it honestly and justly and sincerely from your own heart. I mean, there's all kinds of factors that go into, into truth. And so, and so, we want to embrace the truth of, of God's Word, and we want to bring the truth of God's Word to this relationship that we have with people and our relationship that we have with God, because if it's truth, and I used to always tell this, uh, actually, I, I still have it in recordings in our School of Ministry courses, any biblical truth will work in church, it'll work in your relationship with God, It'll work in your relationship with your spouse. It'll work in the way you raise your kids. It'll work in the way you do business. It'll work in the way you treat people. Truth transcends any barriers. Truth never becomes closed in on any one area. Truth always works in every arena of life. And when you get something that only works in one area of life, you probably aren't seeing it the way God really intended it. Or maybe you're just not seeing how to make it practical uh, in, in these other settings of life. But truth will always work in every setting of life. So what I'm going to be sharing with you over the next few weeks is going to help you in your connection with God. It's going to help you in your connection with people because it's going to be the same truth that applies to one of them. By the way, if you don't care, just take just a minute if you will. Be sure and like this message if you're watching on YouTube because I'm telling you, the more people who like this message, the more people hear this message, which means you help me to reach other people and touch the world. Now remember, the Bible tells us to draw near to God and He will draw near to us. Now, the minute you quote a scripture like that, there's all kinds of theological misunderstandings that, that emerge and, 
and uh, uh, people want to fight about how to interpret that. And uh, I want you to understand something. Many people are truly attempting to have a true heartfelt connection to God, but they're ignoring God's process for drawing near, for understanding what it really means to draw near. By the way, I was reading from James 4, 7, draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. It's, it's not that complicated. But it's complicated because of the, the way we have been taught by religion to look at things. Now, there is something that I have told people for years and years and years and years and years, and I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say it a bunch of different ways throughout, throughout this entire series. I've always said this. You can't get the grace to receive anything that you're not willing to get the grace to give away. There are scriptures that we read that are very simple and they're very straightforward, but then we have to twist them based on our doctrinal preferences and we either make them legalistic or if we don't understand them, we reject them or whatever. You know, just the concept, give and it shall be given to you. You know, a legalist is always going to turn that into the idea that if, that, that if I give, then my giving forces God to have to give something back to me. And that's, how, that's what most people are thinking when they're taking up, when they're receiving an offering. Or, or here's a concept, seek and you shall find. So I've got to look hard enough. I've got to look and look and look and look and look and look. And eventually, if I look hard enough, I'll prove to God that I'm really not going to give up. And man, God's going to God's going to show me what I'm looking for. Or maybe, or maybe reap. You know, you know, you'll reap what you sow. Again, that just sounds like one of those concepts where, where you know, okay, if I do enough of something, I get something back. But the real truth is, the Hebrew word for give is what's called a, a palin. Uh, palindrome, which is a word that reads the same whether you read it front ways or back ways. And in the Hebrew language, this indicates that giving and receiving is in fact a continuum. In other words, it's something that is something that works both ways. And what you understand from that is that giving it works in a continuum that creates the capacity for me to actually be able to receive back what I'm actually giving. You see, we think that when we give, whether we're giving kindness, whether we give love, whether we give money, whether we give time, whatever it is we give, we think that somehow or another that, that gets God to make a decision to give something back to us. Uh, the Bible doesn't really teach that. Uh, maybe in, in, in the limitations of the King James English, we, we get that. But based on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, but based on the language, you can't really get that out of the Bible in truth. But what you do get out of the language is the fact that there is a continuum that says, when I give, whether I'm giving love, whether I'm giving mercy, whether I'm trying to make a real genuine connection with somebody, if that is coming from my heart sincerely, then I create my capacity to receive that back from anybody that's offering the same thing. Now, I'm telling you something, next week we're going to get into one of the number one ways that people get into rejection and pain and hurt and become, become codependent doormats and sincerely try to bring love to their marriages and to their relationship and they end up getting hurt. And we're going to see how that, those same principles apply in our relationship with God. Listen, I'll be telling you more about this series that's going to go along with this message next week. But let me just mention this. If you go over moveyourboundaries.com, uh, you can... 
have access to Impact Unlimited, and as soon as this series is released, it will be available to you. And this is a way that we have for people who are seeking to live as disciples to be able to have access to everything that I come out with without having to buy all of these series. And check and see. I'm not sure what the promotion is that's going on over there, but you may still be able to get in on the $1 for the first month. Imagine this, having this full series for just $1 for the first month. No, you know, no obligation. You can quit anytime you want to. We just want to help the people who want to, who want to make this journey as disciples. I'll be talking to you next week. Be sure and take a few minutes and subscribe to this YouTube channel and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.